back, everybody. Welcome back. I'm Matt. I'm Jimmy. And we are two average guys coming at you uh, here from Omaha, Nebraska, to talk about the Husker win yesterday, among other things that happened in college football. Um, hell of a win yesterday. That was awesome. Uh, I don't know how um, someone couldn't be excited about the Husker win. It was nine to six. I saw some people that said it. Was, some people were like, "Oh, it's such a boring game." I I highly disagree. I would highly disagree as well. The one thing I will say is it was a very the first half seemed like it lasted four hours. Like the first <laughs> half seemed extremely slow. I think it was just you didn't see any explosive plays. You didn't see a lot of offense. It was a defensive game. I mean throughout the entire game. But I think that really changes people's perspective. And I typically don't like a, a field goal game. Like I usually hate them. Well, uh, me too. And. I was I know I was talking last week about how boring Northwestern Iowa was uh, whatever the <laughs> yep. final score was it was like 14 10 or whatever but uh it was fun yeah I mean it was and to I play think, in a game like that and win it is definitely fun to play I mean that was a true big 10 game to watch in November yeah and I mean that snow. you got the snow that started what in the second quarter maybe um, kind of light flurries yeah. um, really By cold the in the beginning it was still coming down yeah really cold in the beginning wind was there um, and then the snow started to come and then it just really started coming in the, like mid third quarter I didn't think it was supposed to snow that much I almost went to the game I, I don't think anyone thought it was supposed to snow that much to be honest so I mean that was just fun though to see the snow um, and to see us win a game that I, the last time we won a game I saw a stat last time we won a game um, of without scoring a TD. Offensive uh, without scoring a TD at all was 1937. Yeah, and we be I think it was K State three nothing. Um, the other time that we didn't score an offensive touchdown was like I think it was 198 in the late 80s or, or mid to late 90s, um, and we had a defensive pick and we scored a touchdown on the defense. We still scored. We won like touchdown. we won like 14 or uh, was, yeah we we scored a few more field goals, um, and I think we uh, we ended up winning that game um, low score, but we ended up winning. But that kind of game is uh, that's a that's a Michigan State game. That is yeah. something they they have a street fight and they'll win that. Oh, for sure. And I'd say ten out of ten times, especially <laughs> with um, you know the uh, the style that Frost and uh, you know that he's kind of run as a coach. Yeah, that's not really the type of game that he wants to get into. No, well, and especially with the way our 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 defense has been playing this year, you got to worry about a team, even though they don't have much of an offense. You still have to worry about a team that has struggled defensively. And you know Michigan State can run the ball. You know they can, and they showed that they could. I mean, they still put up a decent amount of rush yards against Once their us. their quarterback figured out he could run. <laughs> and they, they got their running back out in front and did some blocking. But um, I feel like our that game was 99% about our defense. Defense yeah, stepped up. Definitely did. Um, defense played with a lot of heart. Uh, a lot of seniors stepped up on senior day, which is, which is awesome. Oh yeah, um, you know Adrian Martinez. You know he he didn't have a very good game. We'll we'll be honest about that. He this is this is the second game that he looked like a true freshman, and the other one was Michigan. Yes, at which he got she got pulled so he wouldn't get hurt. But yeah. uh, no, you know at first I'm like, oh, it must be super windy because he he the way the ball was coming out and it wasn't you know either overthrowing receivers or wasn't anywhere close to him. Yeah, I, I think he just had a little bit of an off day. He's cold. He's a kid from California. Yeah. He's a true freshman. Well, and, and even on some of those wide – and he's, we've seen it a few times this year, and we saw it last week where wide-open receivers, he was overshooting it. I don't think it was the wind. I think it was just him 
overthrowing. I, yeah. He didn't want to underthrow it and get a pick because he knows their defense is good, so he threw it a little too far. But but really, variables that go into it. Yeah. Obviously, he's going against a Michigan State team that's one you know one of the best defenses out there. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, he didn't have one of his go-to guys playing in, yep. in J.D. Uh, Spielman. And weather, it's cold. Uh, yeah. Like I said, he's from California. Yeah, but I, so. I, I do think, uh, once again, our, our defense, I can't point out the defense enough. That was one of the games where our defense needed to stand, needed to step up in that game because we knew. Now, I, pre- I predicted a higher score. I thought it was like 36-24 was my prediction. That was before I looked at the weather. I didn't know it was supposed to be that windy. And no one knew it was supposed to snow. No. So and with the, before because it was only like ten minutes before the game that they ruled out Spielman. Yeah, I predicted thirty-one to twenty-one. Yeah, um, a lot of people were thinking we'd score thirty some points, and I thought that they might even score more than that. Yeah. So, um, kudos to the D. They really stepped up. They were awesome. Um, Antonio Reed. I mean, he's a beast. That guy. And he put. I was senior. He's a senior. Yeah. Yeah. He is. And he came out. I mean, he was on a mission. And you could tell every time he attacked the ball, attacked the carrier, he had three tackles for a loss, and he had that strip sack. Yep. Um, Head on the ball. Damian Daniels gets the recover. Damian yep. Daniels, we got to see him on defense yesterday. Yep. Um, Zigbo, uh, he breached the 1,000-yard rushing, yeah. and Stanley Morgan gets 182 receptions to be the sole leader for uh, receptions for a Husker. I mean, he both beats Ken well Bell. Des- both well-deserved Huskers that have been through a lot in their careers here. And... You know they're still proving that they they're worth something. Yeah, and they're going to be playing on Sundays. Um, unfortunately, the, with the weather being the way it was, you know you would have liked to see Zigbo maybe get a few more yards. <laughs> he's he's been averaging quite a bit, and uh, you know Stanley getting closer to that one thousand. I'd really like to see him get that one thousand oh, yards yeah. receiving. No Huskers ever done that. Yep. Um, so hopefully you can get that done against Iowa. Yeah, and and I think. Uh, you know, like we said, the offense, you know, not the best performance for the offense. 74 yards for uh, Zigbo on the ground, 67 yards in the air for Morgan. Um, but once again, when you have with the weather the way it was, the wind, how bad it was. Plus, Michigan State's number one rush defense. I yeah. mean, you still run for 74 yards. That's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you have Barrett Pickering. Holy cow. Yeah. I mean, that what was a 47 yarder. Yep. It wasn't pretty, it really but was. it was good. Yeah. I've watched it about 100 times. <laughs> it was not pretty. Um, yeah. That, that was awesome. You know, that was one thing that they were saying during the game, you know. A kid like that, you know, he comes in as a true freshman. He's one of the highest recruited kickers in the country, mm-hmm. you know. Yep. Uh, From rate, Alabama. Rating-wise. So yeah. he ain't used to the cold either. And so, <laughs> yeah, he's never kicked in the snow before. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and early on in the season, he, he didn't really get a, a chance to gain a lot of confidence. He struggled early, and yeah. He's, he's really struggled. Obviously, he hadn't kicked one over 35 yards. He kicked two over 35 yards yesterday. Yeah. One to tie and one yep. to win. Yep. I mean, just just uh, I mean that amount of pressure for especially him being a freshman and you know their seniors is the last time oh, game. Yeah. That amount of pressure was fantastic. Um, really cool. A couple questions. So McKenna asked, you know, why was Zigbo not used to his full potential um, with Riley and his staff? I wish I had an answer for that. One one thing, the only thing I can point out is we have other, we had other good running backs there, and they didn't want to have it. They decided they didn't want to have a number one, or they felt like a Zigbo wasn't doing all the work they needed to do to be a number one. We know in the offseason he cut weight. That we know he got thing. the weight room. So I think the staff really encouraged him to do more. And he came out with a different motive this year yeah. to say, hey, I want that start. I, I want that starting job. He probably watched a little bit of how UCF ran their plays and, you know, 
different things like that, yep. how, how they operated, and said, I'm going to buy into this. I'm going to lose some weight because yep. they want to run up-tempo. They want to run, you know, I'm going to need to be faster if I want to see the field. Absolutely. Um, with Riley, you know, it, things were a little bit more relaxed, I guess. Yeah. And they like and they like to throw the ball a lot more. So, yeah. Um, I think that's one of the biggest things. We were, we were focused on the throwing offense right, rather than a rush offense. And this, this Scott Frost offense does does throw the ball a lot, yep. but it, it's just a little different. They do it differently, yeah. Um, Bill, Billy, uh, hello from South Dakota. Go Big Red, absolutely. Um, Michigan State's front four was unreal. I mean, once again, they're offensively they did well, defensively they did well. Um, our offensive line did pretty well. I was going to say. Um, there's a few times where we broke down, but it could have looked a lot like Met, what it did when we played Michigan, and yeah. that was brutal. It was. We know we know how bad that was. Um, they, they've stepped up a little bit. They've gotten better yeah. as, a, as a group. Um, and they, they didn't play that bad. I mean, yeah. we still were able to run a little bit. I, I would say for the... Didn't get a bunch of sacks. I'd say for the lack of talent, which sounds really mean, but for the lack of talent on our offensive line... Um, we play with a lot of heart, and I, I think you can't deny that from the guys. They play with everything they can. They bust their tail every right. play, and they've you've seen it. You see the decreased penalties. You see the footwork's incurred, uh, improved. Farniok, Farmer, all these guys on the line, they are improving their footwork, and they're improving their work ethic, and that's been the biggest difference on our offensive line. Obviously, once again, we didn't play a, cl- a perfect game on the offensive line, but much better than what we saw early on in the year. Yeah, and it – it might not be necessarily lack of talent. I think I said that maybe early in the season because I kind of thought it might be. I think it might just be talent-wise, it's a little different than what these coaches want. Yeah. And they're just trying to kind of mold them into what they can. Yeah. And they, they think they have. Yeah, and absolutely. And I, I think as far as our defensive line, we're still not seeing – we're running a 3-4 still. Um but we're still not seeing – we don't have a defensive end that's going to bust through the line. We don't have a defensive end that's going to come from the corner and, and get that quarterback or get that rusher right when he gets the ball, which right. I think we're missing. And I, I really hope that we see a change next year with uh, – I mentioned earlier, I was talking to – I think it might have even been McKenna, uh, Mo Berry as a defensive end. I see him being kind of like a Randy Gregory as a defensive end. Maybe not one of a, a – um, uh, three-point stance defensive end but well, on the outside yeah. stand-up guy i we could potentially see that if we if we change defense almost could a be bit. better as an off as a outside linebacker instead of an inside linebacker yeah. it is tough because i mean he's right right there in the middle and he's all, he's in on everything so yeah and it's we kind of tough we got to go with the guys we have yep it just depends on you know um, what kind of personnel we got for next year but um, for, for what our defensive line didn't do as far as getting a ton of push now they they did pretty good we still got um we still got a few a couple sacks we had seven tackles for a loss um with three of those coming from antonio Reed, we had a strip sack we put pressure on him enough to to throw things off in the backfield one play i want to talk about too is ferguson when they did that option play not only did he get off his block we had no one else covering the pitch so he covered the quarterback and he covered the yeah. pitch. That was a second and seven, and that was huge. I think that might have been in the third quarter. And he chased down the running back by himself and made that play 100% about him. And that's the kind of thing we need from someone rushing um, on the line. And what our guys up front didn't do as far as getting to the backfield, our second level, holy cow, talk about Williams, Boodle, Reed, Trey Neal had a great game. Trey uh, a game. Gifford didn't see a ton of him, but I know he still had a good game. Uh, even um, there's just a lot of guys getting. Dedrick Young played well. I mean, we yep. saw a lot of guys on defense that we don't see every day. 
And that was fun. Damian yeah. Daniels got to play. Um, Cam Taylor came in. Cam Taylor had a huge pass breakup. I just feel like our defense. Lamar Jackson had a good game. Yeah, Lamar. Oh, talk, talk about a guy. Once again, we talked about him before. Man, I, we, I was harping on him early in the year. We, oh. we harped on him for like the first five, six games. Yeah. Um, and last year. And last year. And um, I don't feel bad about it because I feel like the coaches probably told him straight to his face, here's what you need to do to improve. Right. And um, he's taking constructive criticism and turning yeah. it into something positive. He had a real, two really good pass breakups yesterday that were big time. Both of them got called for pass interference, though. Um, and neither of them were. It was crap, man. Um, and so I feel like even with those, he still played a, a shutdown uh, game. Boodle had a shutdown game, but then he got – thrown to five or seven times for a total of seven yards and two receptions. So he played really <laughs> well. We had really good coverage. They did have some drops. Our receivers also had some drops. So there, it was not a Martinez clean game. Martinez also missed a wide-open Stanley Morgan for a touchdown. Yes. So, it, the game. so it wasn't a clean game offensively, <laughs> but, man, it was it's one of those games that you're just – it was stressful because you just never know who's going to get that breakout play, and you felt like it was coming for one of the teams. Oh, yeah. I mean, when we had been holding them and we finally did take a lead – I was like, you know what? This is probably going to be the time where they get a long play, yep. you know, a breakthrough type play. But we held our own. Yeah, and uh, and as Josh mentioned, you know, we had that touchdown. They called the pass interference, um, or they didn't call they the didn't pass call interference. And Stanley Morgan would have. That was brutal too. They, they needed. We needed that call, but we got a field goal, uh, which helped because I think that's when we got the strip sack, wasn't it? Yep. We got a strip sack, and then we should have scored a touchdown, and we had the pass interference. We didn't get the pass interference call. That was bad. Um, called everything else, but they didn't call that. <laughs> Jimmy's going to invite Lamar for Christmas. Hey, he can come have dinner. We have a big family, lots of food, so come on over. Um, yeah, I just might. So, yeah, we fought We fought through the penalties. I mean, that's the biggest thing. You you see a lot of teams get down on the penalties, and they feel like they're it's a one-sided game, which that game was definitely one-sided for Michigan State, getting a lot of the calls. Um that probably would have been called on Nebraska or they didn't call what they should have against Michigan State or or vice versa. So I think the Big Ten officiating yesterday was just as bad as what we've seen this entire year, Um, but it wasn't one-sided. It wasn't on both teams. It was pretty one-sided. Yeah, there was somebody that texted me that was at the game, and they said, were the refs as bad as I thought they were? And I said they were worse. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, but we fought through it. I mean, that is a team that, is not going to give up. Yeah, and I said, I text you, I text a bunch of people right after the game. I said, we would not have won that game at any point in the last 15 years. Maybe ever. No, because that's not Nebraska's game. Nebraska's game is not winning a game that's decided on field goals only. Right. Um, That's a Michigan State game. That is an Iowa game. Those those are low-scoring games. That's a Northwestern game where it's a low-scoring game. And you can almost say, this is the team that's going to come out on top. And... um, I'm extremely proud of the of the players on not giving up, um, on fighting through that adversity. That Colin Moberry was complete crap. Um, that was terrible. If nothing else, just don't call a penalty at all. If you're not going to call well, one on and then, them, then they did. They called something on them shortly after. That was nothing. Well, so Trey Neal was talking trash in the end zone, right. which I, I'm like, dude, get away because they're going to flag you for taunting. Uh, but then the guy came up and headbutted him, which obviously, obviously. you can't do. So they called um, a lot of unsportsmanlike penalties. I, I don't know. Maybe they had a conversation. Maybe they had a conversation with the teams beforehand and said, "Hey, we, we've seen some different things from both of you. We're we're not gonna let 
anything slide yeah. and you know who knows but you, you talk you talk about once again we mentioned a street fight it's got mentioned multiple times yesterday during a game is michigan state wins the street fight that is their game yeah. and they they were physical they were physical they were mean they were knocking us on our asses more than once whether it was before or after the play a zigbo got jacked from behind on yeah, a pass that was, wasn't even close i to was him. very upset about this and <laughs> um, was very upset about this and kyle i was with kyle and he's like ah, i don't think so and i'm like Dude, if we did like if we did that to somebody, they'd call us every time. He's, he was standing still. And he wasn't moving towards they, the ball. Ball was already past him on the ground, and the guy just took advantage of that. And I, the ref was right there. I listened to a little bit of a uh, big red overreaction after the game, and they were they were talking about some of the the penalties that and, and breaking down like okay, this was like the biggest one, or this yep. was the one that made me the most upset. And they said the Zigbo, the no call, and I was like, yes, I was pissed. Yeah, that was that was bad. It was really, I mean, there was calls like that that were obvious. The number forty eight when he got roughing the passer on Adrian Martinez, or Adrian, that yeah, that, that should have been targeting. I thought so too. He launched helmet to helmet. And he left his feet. He launched at him, and that was a clear targeting. He didn't even get the penalty. It was 99. I know. They called it on 99. And so you I watch the slow-mo replay, and I'm like, that, that's that's, tar- that's like classic targeting when you launch with the chrome of your helmet and you hit the guy in the face mask. That's targeting. But best defensive player for Michigan State is number 48. If you look at his stats throughout the season, the guy's in the backfield on every play. Yeah. He also lined up offsides like ten times during the game, but well, that, yeah, they did that early on, and they, they yeah. ended up getting a field goal out of that drive. That yeah. could have been a difference in the game. So we all know that you know you can't let the refs beat you, um, and a lot of times the refs don't decide the outcome, but they do make a difference in the field of play when it pushes you back fifteen yards, um, or if you're on defense and it pushes the other team up fifteen yards when maybe it wasn't warranted. That that changes field position, it changes momentum, changes right, everything in the th- game. They they got a penalty that either took them out of field. I think it took them out mm-hmm. of field goal range. Yeah, and so I mean they, they had you know they made some mistakes in that aspect as well. But um, you know kudos to the team for especially the defense, but for giving up a field goal on the first drive. I think yep. they got a field goal on the first yep. drive. Uh, you only give up three more points the rest of the game, um, and also uh, with just getting past all the early fumbles. I mean, yeah. we we fumbled the ball four or five times. I five mean, times total, but yeah, four in the first four half. Four times in the first half. Yeah, and like three of them were, were on one drive. Yeah, and we were fortunate that <laughs> you know I, I'm not sure if we ended up losing. No, I think we did. So we lost two fumbles in the game. So yep, it's but it really what it is. It it worked out. I mean. That that was uh, we grinded it out. And like I said, and and multiple people have talked about it all year is we're we're going to be a high scoring team. We're going to be a fast tempo offense, and um, we couldn't do that yesterday. Partly because of the weather, and partly because of Michigan State's defense. And I we overcame that. Um, and I, once again, I want to just say, Barrett Pickering, hell of a job. Three field goals. You won us the game yeah. with the, with those field goals. Good to see a step up for the season. And then our defense. I, I got to give it to Reed, um, Antonio Reed, Lamar Jackson. Um, and then definitely uh, uh, Boodle probably on the shutdown. Uh, but Cam Taylor with that pass breakup was huge too. But, I mean, it's just all around. Our, our team never gave up. You saw them throughout the game. They wanted to be mean. They wanted to be physical, and they got more physical towards the end of the game. And, you know, Josh mentions you, th- you think we wore them down towards the end of the game. Maybe a little bit. Uh, we, we very well could have. I yeah. mean, we, we were able to too. find some holes. It was chippy. I think there's a lot of talking. But our, our seniors came out there. They showed, hey, we, we want to go out on a high note. And the rest of the team really stepped up for him too. And after the game, there's a lot of talk about that. And that was that was exciting. That was fun to watch. Um, McKenna mentions, you know, this that Frost needed to call uh, plays beyond 15 yards. You know, and 
we we had I think it was twice in the game where he threw to stole he threw a seam right up the middle it was only like an eight ten yard pass but that was open more than once right. in the game and we didn't call it enough tight end once again tight end play that was a tight ends game that's yeah. where you use your tight end in a game like that when you want those short passes or a quick pass when a tight end goes straight up the field chip block goes straight up the field and stole did that a couple times had a couple really good catches um, but that play we only I think successfully ran it once or twice. I thought we'd do it more, but we didn't. Well, and uh, I said, you know, we got to get vertical a little bit. We're, we're, you know, throws to the outside or whatever, little dinks and dunks. But uh, yeah, uh, as McKenna just mentioned, we have searchable tight ends. And I just mentioned that too. We, we don't use our tight ends enough. But we've said this from the beginning of the season is we are excited about our tight ends and what we have available for tight ends. Coaches talked about it a lot, but we don't use them. We don't use them much. Yeah, now know. we do have some good wide receivers and running backs, right. but we have tight ends. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's um, with the early on in the season, especially with the offensive line struggles, we needed tight ends in there to block. Yep, that could be a big thing that you don't. It's kind of one of those intangibles that you don't really see. Um, but uh, yeah, like you said, that was. I mean, that was a tight end. That was a tight end type of game. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely thought we should. Like I said, I was gonna say we we throw a lot of horizontal passes and. Everything like that. I know that's kind of how the offense is, but with the weather the way it was and the defense, I thought we should have taken a couple more shots. Yep. Um, and we did late, and that got us in position to win the game. Yeah, and that, and that, yeah, with the Stanley Morgan, yeah, uh, the, Stanley the, Morgan the pass. And it's funny because I was actually uh, – I had my son, and I just started to leave my house, and we were just getting the ball. Um, and so I was like, oh, i got to get to the car, get him loaded up, turn the radio on so I can see what's going to happen as I go to my brother's. And right as I turn on the radio, like, they didn't start yet. They didn't even run a play yet. I start the radio, they're like, oh, we're in the red zone. I'm like, what just happened? Like, I had no idea what happened. I'm like, how do we get out of the red zone within, like, two minutes? I just walked out of the house. Yeah, sure enough, uh, the long pass to yeah, Morgan. So yeah. uh, I think it was, like, 35 yards, if I remember correct. Something like that. Um, but but that's the thing. Tight ends, tight ends. We can use them to block in a game like that for blocking, for a chip block, and then to get open for a pass. Yeah. Um, and we saw it a couple times too. Even the pass to Stanley Morgan when he was wide open. Um, it was an eight yard. It was a third and eight, and we're throwing it twenty five yards downfield. We did. We've done that with Bo. We've done that with Riley, and it drives me insane. I think it throw is. it to the sticks. And Michigan State did that two or three times where they had a short yardage third down, seven eight or not short yardage, but third or eight three uh, seven eight yards. They threw it to the sticks, and they got first yeah, downs. I don't know why we've kind of gotten away from there. Maybe it's just football in general. I, I see it a lot where yeah. it'll be it'll be third and one, and they'll throw a 30-yard pass, and it's like. Yeah, but that's where you utilize your tight end. Or okay. third and three, and you throw it 25 yards. It's like, yeah. I, I don't get I mean, maybe the philosophy is, well, they're going to be at the sticks. They're, yeah. they're, they're going to keep everything, you know, from sticks and beyond. But yeah. It drives me nuts, too. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's where you have those tight ends that can run those routes. And you do a button hook or you do a, you do a quick uh, up and out, you know, a, a 10 and out uh, route to where you're open just at the sticks or past it. And uh, But still, once again, I don't want to harp too much on some of the play calling because, once again, we won the game. Yes. Um, I wore my uh, master shirt um, because we own Michigan State. We do. We're 9-2 no, all-time against Michigan State, 6-1 and one at home. So we own them. Since we joined the Big Ten, they've only beat us once. Yeah, and, and so we own them I think at once. home, especially. Yeah, no, once or twice, either way. But they've only beat us twice all time. Uh, oh yeah, it's then, nine and two. So um, I think we were. Yeah, regardless, we beat them in 2015 when they went yep. to the college football playoff when we had you know a five and seventeen. Yep. 
Um, we beat them up at Michigan State on Jamal Turner last second touchdown. Yep, it was great. Uh, we do. We we own that. We beat them when they had Kirk Cousins. Yeah, and they came to Lincoln and we beat them like twenty four to ten. Yeah, I mean, I just I think I think that that type of game was. Uh, was one that everyone thought Michigan State probably win if it's going to be low scoring. Yeah, I would have um, probably agreed. And at first, we're, we were talking about the game, watching it, and at the end of the first half, me and uh, one of the guys and my brothers were like, this could be a 9-6 to game. Very easily could be a field goal game. That could, that's going to decide it because no one's moving the ball very well offensively. People are dropping the ball. Um, a lot of three and outs. Defenses are playing well, but they're still giving up yards here and there. You just knew something Turn, was going to happen. turnovers. Yep. I mean, we both got two turnovers, so both teams turned it over tw- uh, twice. They could, they had ten more minutes of possession than we did. Um, Which, if you would have told me that before the game, I would have said that they beat us. Yeah. If you, you would have told me that it was 35-25 minutes. Yeah. I would say that we would love that we lost the game. Yep. So McKenna asked about uh, Hickman if we've seen video of him from Omaha from Burke. Um, I've seen some video of Hickman. Yep. Uh, he's and Jurgens. You know, t- Jurgens I think could still be used as a tight end. I know he's getting some practice at offensive yeah. line. I think a lot of position groups want him. But but I also see. I I think the reason why they're practicing an offensive line now and trying to switch him now was because we needed him right away on the offensive line. Yeah. And then he got hurt. So they got hurt and then the offensive line didn't kind of find a groove. So. Yeah, but now and he maybe he plays both. Maybe he, he could do both. He could so play DN, he could play tight end. Yeah. So I think he's a, a guy that you can put in multiple positions, but I think, center. Hick, I think Hickman uh, when he gets to Nebraska, I think he's going to be a big uh, difference maker for us. Um, yeah. So what do we got? One or two more years with Stoll? Uh, I'm not sure. So he's not a senior, I know that. But I think Stoll, we get more involved. But, yeah, we do have to use our tight ends more, uh, get him more involved in the offense. I think that's going to lead to more points, yeah. more of those quick yardage plays. Um, like a Jason Witten for the Cowboys. You're, you're in third and four, third and five. You know they're throwing to Witten, but guess what? He's going to get open. He's probably going to be – because he chips the block. They're going to yeah. bring pressure. You throw a quick five-yard strike, he's open, and he falls forward over the line for yeah. – even in his late years, he wasn't the fastest guy, but he found ways to get open, and that's what our tight ends are going to have well, to do. and I think, you know, once they start getting players that they recruit themselves, um, you know, watching UCF mainly last year, uh, they did throw to tight ends a lot. Yeah. So, you know, once they get recruits, they – they want and they get their guys i think we'll start throwing the tight ends a little bit more yeah so patrick uh what was up with the mike riley sign at the end of the game you're gonna have to explain that i'm not sure i don't know if i saw that i'm not sure what you're talking about um maybe further explain that i'm I, maybe i missed it or if you got a picture or something so we can see it yeah throw it up we'll, we'll take a look but I, i'm not sure one one thing i do know is it was awesome it was quite the scene at the end of the game a bunch of the guys were doing snow angels yeah. and swimming like yeah. cam taylor said this is the first time i've ever seen snow like, it's snowing because they had that one practice, but it wasn't snowing when they were outside oh, yeah. doing the Angels. It, it was on the ground. Yeah, it was the first time we actually saw it snowing. That's crazy. And he got to play a football game in the snow. So these there's a lot of guys. I mean, Pickering's probably the same way. Oh, so these probably. guys, they had fun. I mean, they were like, man, we just won a game <laughs> in the coldest weather I've ever been in, in my entire life. Oh, yeah. I'm freezing, but we had a good time. There was a lot of good pictures from the game. Um I'm not sure why Frost had the game ball, but he had the ball that he had was holding up. That's an awesome picture. Yep. Yeah. Um, I mean, and they said he was in, he was in tears walking off the field. I mean, awesome. that that is a coach. That is once we said we said again a player's coach. Well, and I got he is that, a player's coach, and I, lo- I love it. You know, a, a coach that came in to a program that was hurting and things didn't start out too too well. Yeah. But things are finally turning the corner, and he wins a game. He's probably not really supposed to win. 
that he's he doesn't coach that type of game. Yeah, and win that type of game. So that was really cool. That I, game could have just as easily been just like Michigan. Yeah, you know, and, I mean? and, and to me that is Michigan's offense a little better, which is why it, you know that is momentum going into the Iowa game. So we'll get to Iowa here in just a second. Let's talk about what else happened in the in the big. Uh, oh, and I well, yeah. I have two more things okay. about the Nebraska game. Um, one, the if you haven't seen it, look it up. Picture of Maurice Washington jumping <laughs> over that guy. It's fantastic. That was very cool. Um, just shows his and he's got knee brace on. Yeah, and he did that. Yep. He's been injured the last two weeks yeah. or more. <laughs> he just, and so that's cool. He jumped like five and a half feet in the air. Yeah, it's pretty wild. <laughs> yeah, he's there was some really, there, there was some really good uh, gifs out there too of him jumping over the oh, moon. Oh yeah, I just, saw, I saw. they were pretty. But he and he jumping loved it. the mountain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he absolutely loved it. So I think but, uh, so. Apparently, someone uh, he said someone gave him the ball. So oh, um, okay. either way, that's cool. Those are the other things. Um, the only thing was. Um, the only reason I did kind of want to go to the game was because I kind of wanted to see that little ceremony they did before yep. with uh, Fultz's parents and, and Sadler's parents. Yeah. Um, really cool thing there. Um, and I know that they weren't place kickers, but all the points scored were from the kickers. And there were a lot of punts in the game. I mean, and there were a lot of punts. And actually, Armstrong had a pretty good game yesterday, yeah. too. He, he punted so, really well. First, really cool. first one into the wind was not very good. No, it was really bad. He, got, he had needed some more low-line drives. We got some really good kicks from him yesterday. So, once again, he's a freshman. Really looking forward to seeing how he develops over the next couple of years as our punter. So, Is he a freshman or is he a junior? Armstrong? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a walk-on. I think he that's might be that's a what I'm thinking of. He's a walk-on. I, so I he may be a little. Be a junior, either way, anyway. he's a walk-on. Um, so he still has some some strength to get uh, and, and pick it up. Um, either way, I just want to throw in that little bit about the kickers and yeah, um, yeah, and that was pretty cool. And there there was a big argument on the Corn Nation Facebook page on <laughs> on it was not actually they're not the place kickers, so it doesn't really relate. So I mean, people are arguing back and forth. What I, I mean, it's fine. I get what you're saying, but um, it was so cool. Special teams. Let's just say that special yeah, teams. Special teams decided sure, the game. Fine, whatever. Um, so anyway, sorry. So what happened to the rest of the big? Um, okay, yeah, sorry. I just wanted. So to... Michigan actually really struggled with uh, Indiana. Indiana brought the pain. They're down at half. Um, they were losing at half, seventeen fifteen, but they ended up winning thirty uh, thirty one twenty. Yeah, um, I mean, uh, right now, wins a win. Yeah, when uh, you come back, a win is a win. Right now, uh, probably not. You know, the best time to to have a down a down game when you got you know your two next games are, are very uh, you know. Very big for making it to the playoffs. Well, and that's where you look um, at where they overlooking Indiana. They, they probably were a because bit. Indiana's not having a good they, year. They, so they probably were, and um, you know everybody everybody has a tough one. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And Michigan's been rolling, so they, they were kind of due for for a tough one. So Absolutely. Um, McKenna will address your question here in a second. Um, Penn State won expected. Minnesota lost to Northwestern by ten. Um, Wisconsin beat Purdue in triple overtime. Um, I actually picked Purdue to win that game because uh, I, I thought it'd be a good game. Um, even Purdue's. I think know, I had, picked Purdue to win that game too. Yeah, but it was it was close. Um, and we'll talk about we'll talk about Iowa before we talk about the Iowa game. Uh, on um, was it Illinois in uh, Iowa? So we'll talk about them in a second. Um, what's the legacy of the seniors? Uh, McKenna asked about that. So it, yeah, obviously they expected to have a better senior year. Stanley Morgan thought about leaving, decided Thank to stay. God, he didn't uh, Scott Frost, I'm pretty sure, had a really good chat with him and said, we need you. Um, yeah. And Spielman might have even talked to him. But talk about a hell of a, hell of a senior um, game yesterday. 
to go out on top. If With we that can, many pl- seniors, yep, stepping up. If we if we can win next next week and get five wins on the season, so we do better than we did last year with an zero and six start, win five of our last six games. With, even sorry, go ahead. Even before that, I think the legacy of the seniors is going to be their leadership and changing the way this season ended. We could have we could have easily kept losing games. But I think the senior leadership between Stoltenberg and guys like Stanley Morgan and Gerald Foster, those guys stepped up in a big way. Tanner Farmer, it's it's not always what you do on the field and the results on the field, but it's how you lead the team. And that's why they were captains. They may not have been the best right. guys on the field every game, but the captains stepped up. Some of them were, though. And they like changed Devine the culture. Zigbo and Stanley yep. Morgan. So, but um, they, they changed that culture in the locker room. Yeah, and I think that they're, you know, ideally, hopefully um, – they're setting the foundation mm-hmm. for. I know it kind of sucks for them because they're not really going to get to reap the the benefits of this whole thing. But they're they're laying this down, getting the the Scott Frost era started. Yeah. Um, well, and Frost said it a while ago. I think it was after we lost uh, three games straight, and he said, you know, you got to think of it as when you build a house. You can't build a house without a sturdy foundation. Yeah. And we're, we we got to build that foundation first. And right now, our foundation is rocky, and that house wouldn't stand up. Well, the seniors really stepped up to make sure that that foundation was built and yeah. to help this team go on into the next season saying, hey, we may not have had the best season last year. We had a losing season, but here's what we accomplished from an 0-6 to this record. And that, if that's how you lost to Ohio State and then five wins, hey, ideally. I mean, if yeah. it depends on how this week goes. but and talk, and talk about recruits yesterday. Man, we had... A ton of recruits. I mean, I posted a bunch uh, on Twitter and on our Corner Nation page on how many recruits we had there. Defense, more defensively than offensive guys. Which is good. Which is huge. I had a couple of Juco guys there. Um, a couple of the weather wasn't that yeah, favorable for a game. Some 2019, some 2020 recruits, a couple 2021. Uh, but that game had, I mean, I think we're going to get some more commits after that. Um, so I'm excited to see what happens there. But I think the seniors set the tone for what's going to happen in the future especially next year. I think next year is going to be a huge thing for the Huskers on how they turn that boat around. Yeah. Not to be sure. P.J. Fleck, but how to turn the boat. We're not going to row it. We're going to turn it around, uh, and we're going to start steamrolling people with that with that boat. And we're going so, to motor past your rowing. We're going to motor past your boat. We're going to run you over with our uh, our gigantic cruise ship. Um, but I think I think that's really is that legacy of the seniors is they're the they're the guys that are going to go out. They may not have gone out as far as being on top for a winning record, but they're going to go out on top as far as setting the stage for the next guys that come in and all the yep. guys that are currently in the program. The guys that are behind them that are going to be yep. playing over the next. Um, Josh asked about the Ohio State game. Yeah, I, I didn't mention that yet, but Ohio State, man, they they should have lost the game. Uh, Maryland uh, at one point, you know, Maryland was winning the entire game. <laughs> yes, until the fourth quarter, um, and then. Really, the score just kept going up and up and up and up. So, um, it, wide open on that two-point conversion. We, yeah, so we saw it last week with with Oklahoma State and Oklahoma. Wide open and quarterback misses him. Happened I, again. I like the call. Um, you really got nothing to lose. And and you know what? They, they're they a 5-5 uh, five and five team, mm-hmm. or, and they want to make a bowl game. Yeah. And so they just said, hey, you know what? Let's put it in our own hands and try to yeah. win this sixth game. And, and we're seeing that more and more. West Virginia I like has done it. it. I mean, I, it's fun. They don't want to go to OT and have it decide in OT. Let's, hey, we got the ball. Let's Especially do it now. Especially if you haven't been able to stop yeah. them. Let's do it now. Why not? Yeah. And they had it. I mean, they had it. And uh, and I was in OT. So they, they had it. And then wide open receiver, he just missed him. Um, it was unfortunate. I mean, uh, Ohio State, if you're looking at 
hey, what if they beat Michigan? And what if they beat Northwestern? Are they in the playoff? If you ask me, no. Probably not. I would say... 29-point loss to Purdue. Five-point win over Nebraska. One-point win in overtime to Maryland. Um, all, really poor game against Minnesota. Um, yeah. But I don't think they're going to beat Michigan. I think Michigan's going to roll. Them. No, I think Shea, so, too. I think Patterson's going to pick that defense apart, especially their corners and safeties. Pick them apart. I think Michigan's going to win by at least three scores. I just don't think that game's going to be close. I don't care if it's a rival game. I don't think it's going to be close. And I think okay. Urban, and I, Urban Meyer's going to be gone after the season. Well, they, there, was, there was a picture of him, like, all hunched over after the game, and it, he just said that he was, you know, excited or whatever. I don't know. It's, it's weird. It's a weird situation. It's uh, it, it seems very similar to Florida. Yeah. When he was at Florida. Absolutely. So, I mean, really, so McKenna mentions, uh, got brings a good point about Fox advertising our games and playing our games. Really, they played a lot of Big Ten games this year. Um, I wonder if there's... Oh, yeah, they, they, they had a... Pa- the, that's uh, what I was going to say. They probably have some sort of contract with them they now. Do, but yeah. They played a lot of Nebraska games, so that's pretty big for us. You know what? freaking 11 o'clock games in one season <laughs> is not... That's BS. I'm glad we were able to have the amount of recruits yeah. that we did yesterday because when they announced that it was 11, I was pissed. Yeah. Um, just because it's tough for the recruits to get there. Yeah. Now, that being said, if that game started at 2.30... There would have been a lot of snow. Yeah. From basically, it would have been snow the whole game. So the outcome could have been a little different. Yeah. But, oh, absolutely. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, we love hearing the guys, the seniors especially, saying they had fun this year. They love playing here. Love playing for the staff. You got this is their third co- third coach for some of these guys. Well, yeah, and you know, two years ago we were ranked in the top ten when we played Ohio, when we played Wisconsin. We, yeah. Um. We, you know, we, we did have like a nine and four season or whatever, whatever the case was. I imagine this season is way more fun than that. Yeah, I mean, the, I mean, the guys, our the team guys, is our team is way better than that. That yeah. team was, that was like the worst nine and four team. <laughs> I mean, we were beating teams by a couple points every yeah. game. But but that's how I feel about Ohio State right now. Is they have one loss, but. If you look at them and you watch them play, their rush defense isn't very good, and their corners are not very good. Defensive line is eh. Their offense is eh. When Haskins decides to actually showcase what he can do on the field, right. and when Weber and Dobbins can do what they do, yeah, you have a pretty legit well, offense. I think but Weber and Dobbins can do whatever they want, but the problem is they don't. <laughs> They don't have guy. They don't have the offensive line that they have. Yeah, in and, the past. and and they don't have wide receivers that blocking. block really yeah. well. So. so they haven't been able to do what they normally typically Ohio State would do. Yeah. So I, I the, yeah, the eye test says if they win and win the Big Ten, to me, they shouldn't get in. But they're Ohio State, so you never but, know. Um, it just but, depends. But on what the Iowa loss. We talked about it last year. The Iowa loss really uh, hurt them last year and made sure they didn't get in. Uh, McKenna mentioned, uh, sorry, we forgot this. So Mo Berry went over 100 tackles this year. Uh, we haven't had someone over 100 tackles, I think, since 2014. There's, uh, there's a lot same, of things that haven't happened in four thing. years. Same thing. We hadn't had a 1,000-yard rusher since 2014. Since 2014. I mean, hey, you know what? 2015, 2016, 2017. <laughs> you, you know who coached that year. So we know why. Years. Um, so let's talk about Iowa next week. So we have one more game. On Friday, yeah, I will beat Illinois sixty-three to nothing after losing to Northwestern in really a game that their offense just stunk. Yeah. Um, and really, I, I still think that they are better than Northwestern. Um, 
and Northwestern, you call it a gritty game. You can call it whatever you want. What was that score? Ten seven or fourteen ten? Yeah, it was fourteen ten. I think um, I said fourteen ten earlier, but but, but they didn't use uh, they didn't use Noah Fant like they should have. Did Fant play yesterday? He did. He had like four receptions or five receptions, but he also had uh, quite a few yards and a t- one or two TDs. I think one TD. I think. Um, Nate Stanley had three TDs. Um, he threw three TDs. Um, I think they played angry. They played mad yesterday. And they said, screw it. We shouldn't have lost last week. We let that game slip through our hands. We didn't do what we needed to do. They lost three in a row before that. Exactly. So they lost three in a row. They're like, we're not doing this before a Nebraska game. We can't lose this game. Um, Josh, you're going to be there. Whew. That's going to be a cold one, I think. But uh should be a fun one for I sure. Think, I think Branko's going to be there, too. Um, but I would play mad. Now, a lot of people are saying, you know, Nebraska-Iowa rival game. It's a rivalry game. Um, I A lot of people think it's not. And I think a lot of Husker fans just don't respect Iowa. Um, yeah. it is, it is, it's not even your little brother. It's we're so much better than you, we don't respect you at all. So we're gonna, you've, beat us, you've beat us a couple, what, three times three in a row times now. Row. Um, that God, ends now. Um, it, that's, that's just how this cross – Cross state line battle is gone, and it's <clears throat> Iowa fans. I think they just hate Husker fans, to be honest, because the way we treat them. Exactly. Um, I don't. I don't consider it necessarily a rivalry game, and the reason why is because I consider a rivalry game more of, hey, I'm Iowa, you're Nebraska, and we're battling for the Big Ten West every year. It's going to be us, or it's going to be you. Nebraska, Oklahoma. Yep. Michigan, Ohio State. Yep. Um, and and right now. Uh, right now in, in our division, Alabama Auburn. Right now in our division, it's been it's been kind of a toss up, but Wisconsin's been the front runner every year. It's probably been more Wisconsin and Iowa. It really has, and so Wisconsin Iowa, I consider that more of a rivalry game right now, just because the last few years how it's gone. Yeah. Now, do I see it becoming a rivalry game down down the way? Uh, potentially. Yeah, I mean, I know that the way Eichhorst changed because he was very against us being. Our rivalry game against yep. Iowa because he, yeah, he disrespected them. He didn't have respect, he did, or at least did not have respect for them. So we played Minnesota last season, <laughs> last game of the season. Which I don't yeah, play, but um, it's gonna get back to to Iowa, and you know by that point we should be a little better than we are right now. And maybe it can become a rivalry. I mean, it, like you it said, could be. if uh, I, I would think. It may end up being more like Nebraska Wisconsin, at least with how Wisconsin normally wins the West. It could be. Uh, I would kind of hope for that. If that's what the, where our standard is, is to play for the Big Ten championship every game yep. or every year, I would think that our rival would then become Wisconsin. But as we've seen it this year, it could be Purdue, it could be Northwestern. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Michigan State. Yeah. I mean, it's, they're not in our division, so that that or in our in our uh, yeah in our division. So I, I would love them to be a cross division rival. Um, right. They're they're way more about defense than offense majority of the time. Um, the games have been pretty close. But but if I had to just say someone from the East, yeah, Michigan State, absolutely. I would love that. I to know be, when we first, but we but we've owned them. When so. we first joined, we uh, we had an automatic crossover game every year with Penn State, which I liked. Yes. And we hadn't lost them since joining the Big Ten until we got our butts kicked last year. Yeah. I think we came back and scored some... I would love that Penn State out of the East be a rival. Um, I think in the West, though, um, like you said, I think I do think Iowa-Wisconsin has been more of a rivalry in the West, 
more than anything else. Honestly, our rival in the West is probably Northwestern. It is. We've gone to yep. overtime with them at least three times since joining the Big Ten. Yep. There's been so many games that have been one possession. A lot of games are um, one on the road by I the think, other team. <laughs> I think every game has been a one possession game except for one. Yep. I just and that's that's just right now the way it is. Um, but once again, I would I actually would not mind Iowa being our rival as long as it is. Hey, this is we're the top two teams in the West consistently, and whoever wins that game, like Michigan Ohio State next week, yeah, that's a size who wins say, the East. That, that would be cool, you know, if the teams are both ten and one coming into the Nebraska Iowa game. Yeah, the winner goes to the Big Ten championship yep. and potentially college football playoff that, that'd be yeah. fine yeah and and i think you know josh mentioned it's always going to be iowa but once again i think there's a mutual um hate <laughs> if you will for each other yeah um not not necessarily all fans i'm not putting all fans in the same bucket because we we know some iowa fans and they're pretty cool we talk we talk crap back and forth um and it's it's no love lost it's it's hey you know no love lost, but I hope we bury you in the sand next week. I hope we put you six feet underground and kick the snot out of you. I mean, that that's what Iowa wants for their team. That's what we want for us. I just don't consider it a rivalry at this point due to just what I feel like a rivalry should be. Yeah. It takes a little while to, uh, you know, changing conferences. You know, it's going to take a minute. Yep. Yeah, I, know so. we've changed. I know we've been in the Big Ten for quite some time now, but uh, – you know, we've had good years and we've had bad years. Yep. Iowa's had good years and they've had bad years. So yeah, it is what it is. It is. Uh, but I gotta say too, watch out for Purdue next couple of years. Yeah, as long it as Brown, dangerous. as long as Brown doesn't go to Louisville. Yeah, which who knows? <laughs> um, I mean, that's his own motto. It is, but it was also reported by someone who covers basketball, not football. He said he has resources. Everyone's like, that guy doesn't know shit about football. <laughs> but anyways, we'll, we'll find out. It said it was going to be announced on the 26th, on that Monday after Thanksgiving. Yeah, I don't know why you wouldn't want to stay. Yeah. Um, you're building something that's starting to look pretty good in yeah, the Big Ten. Yeah. In a division that has some up-and-coming coaches become, yep. you know, big-time games over the next few years. You've heard a lot of the, the normal talk from coaches when you get asked the question on the rumors and what's going around, and he's like, I love wearing black and gold. He doesn't directly address the question uh, more than saying, I love where I'm at. I love coach where I'm at right now. we got to focus on next week. we got more work to do. Those are the standard coach answers, for whether or not a rumor is true or not. That's what they are told to talk about because they don't want to address the actual question. That's a smart thing to do. Yeah. Now, one thing I'll say before we move on to kind of what's happened uh, in playoff picture and then next week's games, um, you got um, – just lost it. Um, oh, Kansas. Kansas. Oh, that's Kansas, Kansas put up 40 points on OU yesterday. Um, that game I thought started to slip away from Kansas, and then they started to battle back. Yeah, really. I guess I didn't really pay yeah, attention to they that. Put what up, was the score of that game? I think 55 to 40. They put up 40 points on them. So, once again, OU, if you're looking at the eye test and you're saying they're a playoff team, I, I would challenge that. Yeah, I mean. They should have lost Oak State. Yeah, I yeah, would, cha- they, I would they challenge. To, didn't they go to, well, Army's, Army's ranked now. Yeah, but I, I would challenge any Big 12 team as passing the eye test to say, you can compete with these other guys in the top four. I just, I don't see it because it is, there's zero defense. And these other teams are good defensively, while Big 12 has offensive weapons, but you're playing against better defenses. Notre Dame's defense is better. Clemson's defense is better. Bama's defense is better. You're not going to beat those teams with your offense. You're going to have to win some battles defensively, and the other teams have good offenses. So um, I don't see them passing the eye test, even if they win the Big 12. A lot would have to happen. 
because you got Washington State who put up 55 yesterday in the first half against Arizona nonetheless. But um, Yeah, but they were talking maybe an upset in that. Yeah, 69-28 was the final. Minshew has having – I mean, Minshew could be right up there in the Heisman talk. I don't know why he wouldn't be. He's having a stellar year. Uh, but one loss, I, I still think – A three-point uh, loss. They're kicking themselves on that. Yeah, but I think less miles going to Kansas. I've seen – so much back and forth. There's one guy, Stuart Mandel, who's like, this is the worst thing possible for Kansas. Worst worst idea for Les Miles to go to Kansas. This is a stepping stone. This is not a long... He's like five years, I think. They want him to come in to help with recruiting, to help kind of build that foundation for a Kansas team that has been good in the past. It's just been a long time. Yeah, they've been about the worst Power 5 team over the last at least handful of seasons. Yeah. So although they are having a better year this year than they have. They got they got three power five wins. So um yeah. and they all they went toe to toe with they, OU. They had they have some four star running back or something. Puka. Puka. His name's Puka. Yeah. That's one of my dog's names. I'm like, yeah, it's Puka running the ball. Puka Williams or something. Yeah, and then one of the, the quarterback for Oklahoma State, his last name's Cornelius. That was also one of my uh, yes. foster dogs. <laughs> like but anyways, uh Puka's really good. Um and Kansas this this is Les Miles coming in to help help build the program back up, help with money and help with facilities, help with recruiting. You're going to struggle to recruit in the Big 12, some of those big big states that they recruit from. Texas, go to Kansas. I mean, really, probably not. But with a name like Les Miles, if you recruit some good talent, you could change that program around for that next up-and-coming coach. That's going to say, all right, hey, old man, step over. I'm going to take over for you. You've done a great job building the foundation. You can find some diamonds in the rough. In Big 12 country. Um, you know what? Kansas has a crap ton of JUCOs. And you know what? I graduated from high school in Kansas. Everyone I went to school with went to Kansas, just like mm-hmm. if everyone went to Nebraska or UNO or whatever. I dislike Kansas sports. <laughs> um, but Kansas is one of the most fun college campuses I've ever yeah. been to. So, and that... that that helps. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, a, it's a blast. The place is awesome. So, so you're saying Les should have gone to Colorado, but that uh, I don't know if Colorado was talking to people before. They just announced today that they McIntyre had was announced gone. last week that it was more than likely going to happen. Yeah, that Colorado was going to fire McIntyre. Yeah, and but I think if they would have won yesterday, they probably wouldn't have fired him yet. Probably not. But I now think they got, maybe would have been the end of. Why are you firing him? I guess because are they going to make a bowl game? Six losses. They're five and six right now. So they could, but... You bring an interim coach in for the last game and maybe a bowl game. Yeah, maybe. Um, but I think I think Les is... Uh, isn't that his alma mater or his wife's alma mater? Oh, I don't know. One of, one of them was KU. I can't remember. Oh. Um, but one of them went to KU. So, yeah, you can say he struggled his last few years at LSU, but LSU always struggled to get a quarterback. Always. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it's a good move. I think it's going to be interesting to see what Kansas can do in the Big 12 moving forward. It's going to, once again, it's going to take them a little bit of time, but they have some talent there. You've seen it this year. They have some talent there to move the ball. Yeah. I, I mean, I enjoyed the game yesterday. I've never watched. I haven't watched Kansas football in a long time. I couldn't tell the last I've time. I've actually watched them twice this year, and yesterday was a fun game to watch because they went toe-to-toe with, with OU, who's supposed to be this big powerhouse. They don't have defense. They really don't. Puka was running all over the, football, all over the place with them. Um, it was just fun to watch, but I think uh, the Mac Mac Mike McIntyre fire. Uh, I just think that was coming uh, after they won their first five. They're all high and mighty. He cried after beating Nebraska, and then they just went downhill once they got into that conference play. And 
Um, they yeah. had a good season a couple of years ago with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were in the top ten. Um, I think at one point, whether they twelve and, or were they twelve and one? They was, no, they weren't twelve and one. Maybe ten and two. Maybe ten and two. Ten and two. Went to, went to, went to Pac twelve yeah, championship yeah. game, but uh, yeah, that's, that's but really. Um, you know, I could care less about Colorado. They had to blow their game dead yesterday because fans were throwing snowballs at the other team. I mean, of course. That, that's why people don't go, don't want to go watch Colorado in Boulder. I, I said when I said maybe we should go out to that game next year, and then nah, probably, <laughs> probably not a smart idea. Yeah, not uh, to wear red. But uh, no, I think the one thing I take away from this is uh, I text you. I think that we might be able to go in and snag a couple of recruits. Maybe guys that are committed to Colorado right now yeah. might be able to change their minds. Or even Colorado um, State, because Colorado State was supposed to be big this year, or, and they really yeah, struggled. Yeah, that's true. Or even kids that you know are still on the fence, and you know, maybe they're from Colorado, and yep. maybe their plan was to, to go to Colorado, but now, uh, depending on what coach they have that comes in, yep. uh, we might be able to snag a couple recruits. Yeah, and one more game that really wasn't on my radar for this weekend at all. But Chip Kelly and, uh, and UCLA beat USC. Yeah, uh, I think Trey Helton might be the next vacancy. Well, uh, I think he's gonna oh, be, he's definitely gone. He's he's going to be. This is the worst gonna get, team. They're going to get blown out this next week. This is I the know worst it's a rivalry game, but they're going to. Oh, Notre Dame's going to destroy them. They're going to yeah. blow them. I told I told uh, Pudi it's going to be at least a three score game, just like I thought yesterday. I said they're at least, least it's going to be seventeen to twenty one point victory over Syracuse. Wow, and they're, Syracuse they're scored that guy hurt and that. <laughs> I don't think it would have made a difference though. I, I think I know that's Notre Dame still would have ran the game, and I think they're going to destroy USC next week. So here's what I have uh, for the playoff. Here's what I think. So for the SEC, the SEC champ, you're going to have Bama or Georgia. They're already playing. We know they're going to play. I think the winner gets in. I think if Georgia wins, I think they're in. Bama's out. Well, the winner gets in for sure. Yeah, and the loser, I think, is out. No matter what, Georgia would be out for sure. I think Bama would be out as well, unless a lot of other crazy stuff happened. Yeah. Clemson, Clemson's going to win. They play Pitt. I don't. Pitt's offense has been much better this year, but I don't think Pitt is going to be able to get the job done against Clemson. Okay. Lawrence has really stepped up this year, um, so I think Clemson's going to get in. Uh, I said this a while ago. They're a lock. I said it like four weeks ago. <laughs> um, Michigan, Ohio State. I think Michigan, I, I don't think there's any doubt they're going to win this week. Um, I think they win, and I think they're in. If oh, if they lose, they're out because they're two losses. They're not going to get in with a loss to a one-loss Ohio State who's well, not a playoff and team. Well, not, not playing in the conference championship game. Yes. And having two losses. And, and Northwestern could sneak away with the win in the <laughs> If Big Northwestern 10. plays Ohio State, they definitely could. Oh, absolutely. Um, so I think – here, here's the interesting thing, though, is the Big 12, Pac-12. You got probably Washington State. They play Washington next week. Probably Washington Apple State um, in the Apple Cup, and they're going to play Utah um, would be my guess. If they win that and they have one loss on the season, although not a good loss to USC, but if that's their one loss, I think you could potentially see the season, them. Three points. Could potentially see them sneak into the playoff, uh, but that would mean a Big Ten champ loses. Clemson loses. Those are the only two options, I think. Or if somehow Notre Dame loses to USC. <laughs> um, but I think that's the only way a Pac-12 gets in. Big, yeah. Big 12, you're going to have Oklahoma or, or West Virginia, who lost yesterday, playing either Oklahoma, West Virginia, Texas, or Iowa State. Yeah, I think Iowa State's probably got I think they're probably they're out. They're probably out now. Um. But you could see Texas playing Oklahoma. Uh, you could see Texas playing West Virginia, which means Oklahoma loses to West Virginia next week. Um, you could say Oklahoma 
playing Texas and losing again. Or Oklahoma playing West Virginia two weeks in a row. That's what I figured. So if, if Oklahoma, let's say they do win out, you would have to have probably the big – you would have to have someone else lose in the top four to get it, to even have a shot at getting in. And you'd if it's have to have the Big Ten – you'd have to have Michigan lose. Or Notre Dame. Or Notre Dame. Michigan or Notre Dame lose. Otherwise, yeah. Big 12, Pac-12, you're out. You get technically what some people might call an at-large bid, and Notre Dame gets in. Yeah, I mean, like you said, even if uh, you know if Ohio State somehow figures out a way to run the table here, yeah. I think Oklahoma and Washington State still finish ahead of them. I still think they do. I think I think you I think UCF jumps Ohio State in the playoff rankings on Tuesday. They should because Ohio State a one a one point win over uh, a streaky Maryland, um, who really their staple win this year is Texas. Um, I just don't yeah. I don't think uh, you know that was a pretty funny sign. Said, uh, I'll have to find it. Somebody said something about like about, the cold weather. How's the weather up in Nebraska? Or no, something? well, I saw that one. There was one that said something about, um, I had this or that, but it got recruited to Nebraska, yeah, or something. <laughs> it was funny, yeah. Um, yeah, it was something like, Oh, I brought a sign in, but it got recruited. Oh, I, got, I brought a yeah. sign, but it got recruited to Nebraska. Yeah. That's what it was. Um, Grant says Nebraska 11 1 next year. I heard it here first. Um, okay. I'm pretty sure we call it 10 and 2 or 11 and 1 season next year, but we haven't put it in writing, so we'll give it to you, Grant. If we go 11 and 1, we'll yeah, give you, we'll give you credit. It's definitely not as tough. Um, not. We do play Ohio State. Yep. That will be at home. Uh, Haskins will probably be a little better, even though he's been pretty good this year. But uh, it just depends. Yeah, it really does. Um, <laughs> Haskins could probably go to the NFL if he wanted to. There's not that many good quarterbacks. Yeah, he's not, an NFL, he's not an NFL style quarterback in my mind. He's got no mobility. I think hurts him a lot. Um, here's what uh, – well, first, I want to remind everybody, last year, Two Average Guys is probably the first people that reported Scott Frost coming to Nebraska. I'm just going to put it out there. That's true. Um, I think it was like a week before or maybe two weeks before. Uh, that two weeks before it was reported. But we did talk about it with uh, Carriker as well. We talked about him. We, talk. we talked about it the week before we actually announced it. We talked to him about potential Scott Frost coming. Pretty good conversation. So check yeah. out that last year. If you can go back to last year, it was a good conversation. Two average guys, not on Cornell's Grenation, but yep. we and had, it's on YouTube. We had a phone phone interview with Adam Carriker. It was awesome. Let's see. Yeah, so yeah, so we, we mentioned the, them having to stop the game because of the fans throwing snowballs on the field. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, Let's see. Yeah, I mean, you always see, like, we lose a game that we probably shouldn't lose. That tends to happen when we have an easy schedule. And you're like, yeah. oh, man, we could run the table, or we could have a one- or two-loss season, and then we get we get beat by someone we shouldn't and win a game that maybe we shouldn't. Uh, yeah. But I see us just offensively. Martinez growing into his position, our offense getting better. Um, some of those guys like Cade Warner and uh, Mike Williams getting more playing time next year. You're still going to have Spielman. Uh, you got Martinez. You saw a great, a great run game with Mo Washington, plus yeah. the other guys that are coming right behind him. So, um, And Jack Stoll still being here. I think we got some good options next year on offense. So it's going to be defense again. It's going to be our question. <laughs> you know, I was just thinking of something. Um, if you haven't checked it out, listen to the podcast. Uh that we did with 2020 recruit Trevor Munson last yes. week. Yep. But um, he said that he was coming to go to Big Fred's the next day. I forgot yes. to mention yep. that last yep. week. I was yeah. very upset that I did not mention this. Yep. He said he was going to Big Fred's. 
that was very cool. Just wanted to make a quick note. Yeah. Uh, check out that podcast. Yes. Hey, Pooty, if I had a middle finger to give you, I would. What did he say? He said, oh, babysitting those beers. Take it easy. Relax, dude. Got to go hang out with the family the rest of the night, my man. Yeah. I'm going to drive out to Gretna after this. Um, so are we for sure out of the bowl picture? You know. I, I don't know. Um, well, and everyone's, and it's been talked about for a couple weeks now. Even if, said yes. It, it's our, uh, our APR that brings us down. Um, I just don't. I don't think we're going to be able to make it in with a five win. Now, once again, you maybe you're going to have more five. They said you're going to have enough six and six teams, but maybe you don't. Um, and they say, hey, Nebraska, you you won five out of your last six games. We want to put you in a bowl because we, we know, know you're going to bring people. Yeah, fans. So potentially, I think we're out though. Um, I mean, that'd be sweet because what were we? We were five and seven. We played UCLA. It was eight and four. Yep. And we beat him. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, and you know who had a good, you know who had a big game that game? Divine Zigbo. Yes, Divine Divine Zigbo. He, the dude's just a workhorse. I love it. Um, you think uh, Detroit not wanting Nebraska at the Quick Lane Bowl? <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't know. I just, I think it'd be great to get a bowl game, but I also think it'd be great to get in the weight room early to get the recruiting going. Um, and move on to next yeah, year. I think after uh, a good end of the season, it's, it's really set the stage. It's good to have that. You know, we were talking about it last week. It's good to have that. You know, another month with the the coaches and yep. different things. But like you said, I think it is good for you know getting on that recruiting trail because mm-hmm. I do think <clears throat> that you know they can they can go into somebody's house, they can go into a recruit's house, sit down with their parents, and say, you know what, we came in. To a pretty tough situation. Yep. And we started out, you know, got the kinks out, and look what we did at the end of the season. Yep. We are on the right track now. Do you want to be a part of that? Yep. Absolutely. So. I, I think we're, we're setting the stage for next year, and I think if we end up with a win over Iowa next week, which I think is going to be a close game, I think it's going to be very similar to the game today. <laughs> I think it's going to be very similar to yesterday's game. Um, I think it's going to be close. And it's not going to be all field goals, though. Um, depending on weather, I think we could see a, a game with lower scoring. Yeah. Iowa's offense is better than Michigan State's offense. Agreed. Stanley, had, he's had some rough games. Those three games they lost, he didn't play very well. So it depends on what Nate Stanley comes. Uh, but it could be a little bit higher scoring. Um, I think you could see yeah. maybe close to that 31-21, or it could be a three-point game. It could come down to last possession. I think it's going to be a good game. Yeah. It's going to be close. I think going into yesterday – with how we have been playing and with how Iowa have been playing, I thought that we definitely had a very good chance to win the Iowa game. Yep. Uh, after yesterday, you see what kind of, you know, we were able to gut this gritty win out. Iowa, they beat Illinois 63 to nothing. That was not what I was expecting. No. So, you know, Illinois. it probably is, it kind of depends on which team shows up. Yep. Illinois had four turnovers, so that's back-to-back weeks yeah. with four-plus turnovers um, in the game. But, you know, Illinois was able to score on us. Yep. And they did not. They got a goose egg against yep. Iowa. So uh, the offense is definitely going to have to be better than they were yesterday. Yep. I know the weather was a factor, but um, I think it will be a pretty close game. Yep. I hope it's a good one. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm excited about it. Yeah. Definitely excited about it. And, you know... It's the last one for the seniors, more than likely. Yep. So. And and the last one for the season for us. So I think this season we go out the bang. I think we do win the game once again. I think it's going to be close, though. Um, other games going on, Texas, Kansas. I put that one up because Texas is playing for the Big 12. They want to go to the Big 12 championship game. And 
they're not going to get there if they don't beat Kansas, and Kansas showed what they could do yesterday against OU. So. I think Texas's defense might be a little better than Oklahoma's. Yeah, they are. Uh, but they're still averaging mm-hmm. on points per game. All the Big 12 teams that say they have good defenses are, like, right at the same level. <laughs> oh, okay. um, but, you know, here nor there, I mean, KU, I think, picks up a lot of momentum going to that last game. Um, OU, West Virginia, once again, that's going to decide who goes to the Big 12 championship game. Um, even though West Virginia still could go. Yeah. So, we'll see. Uh, Washington and, and uh, Washington State. I think Washington State wins that one, but I think it's going to be a, a fun game to watch. Although I do think with Ministry, the way he's playing and their offense, I think Washington State uh, beats them by you know maybe 10, 10 to 17 points. I think I think yeah, they're, Washington's not the same team that they were supposed to be at the beginning of the year. Um, Auburn-Bama. I, Bama. Auburn's terrible this year. SC-Clemson. SC could give them some trouble, but I think Clemson's still going to come out top. Yeah. Um, Notre Dame-USC <laughs> blowout. Um, and I think U- Utah State Boise that could be a fun game to watch. For sure, um, I got Utah State winning, but I think it's gonna be a really fun game to I watch. I mean, at, at this point in time, neither one of those teams is is gonna. Well, I was gonna say I don't think either one of those could win as a group of five team to go to a New Year's Six. I think UCF is gonna lock that up. Mm-hmm. But that could be an entertaining uh, game between two ranked teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, props to the Citadel for. Keeping it 10 10 at half. 10 10 half. That was a sweet option that they ran. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that uh, they went into the locker room and Saban's oh, okay. like, we're not freaking losing this no, team. No, dude, no How fun way. would that have been to be on that Citadel team when you went into halftime? I mean, you you realize you're more than likely going to get blown out in the second half. It was, thir- it was 30 it was to 10, 10 real quick. Oh, yeah, it was real yeah. quick. But you go into halftime, you're like, the, the, <laughs> they haven't given up a point in the last mm-hmm. two games yeah. to Mississippi State and LSU. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. Or two of the last three, at least. So that was was pretty cool to see. Um, And then they obviously blew blew their doors off. Either way. Uh, But they they put up more points against Bama than LSU and Mississippi State combined. combined. So that's that's a fun stat. Um, Will we be, McKenna asked, will we uh, continue our shows during the bowl season and conference championships? Um, The the goal... Excuse me. The goal is to absolutely uh, continue the show. Um, Now We we have in the past, as we... We probably, you know, we always talk about Nebraska. That's our that's our big yep. thing. But we do talk about I, I think, football as a whole. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, we'll, it'll be more obviously against about other teams because we won't be in a bowl game. Um, but we'll also be able to talk about recruiting. Well, yeah, there could be, I was going to say, there could be some news on the recruiting trail or yep. different things like that. So Yeah, so we'll, we'll still be around. We're not going anywhere. Um, we'll try to keep, uh, you know, if nothing else, if we're not doing the live shows all the time, we'll try to get some podcasts going, uh, keep the podcast live and kicking, and uh, still work on talking to more recruits, maybe even players, maybe some of those seniors we can get to talk to. But, um, yeah, we'll stick around. You we're know, not going anywhere. One last one last thought here. Um, one thing I think that's really cool is that, you know, this team didn't have a bye week. Mm-hmm. Now, we played Bethune-Cookman. The starters were out at half. Yep. Josh mentioned that, too. Oh, yep. really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I haven't had a bye week. I, yep. I didn't see that. But this is really cool. You, you stick out a win like that against Michigan State, you know, yeah. with a team that's played 11 weeks in a row. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> it's pretty intense. That's it's pretty really crazy. crazy. It's something you just don't see in college football yeah, a lot. Really so, um, I mean, you can say we played for eleven weeks in a row, but um, well, I, I guess we have because we had the rain out the first game. So, um, wow. yeah, I mean, it's been it's been pretty exciting. It's been it's been fun to watch the turnaround. Once again, I think we win next week. I think we're our our seniors. Once again, that foundation has been set. They're like, I'm not losing to Iowa again. I've lost three years in a row. Not this year. Yeah, and I think we step up. Uh, Joe I think we Foster step up big. said, "I can't wait to." 
to go beat Iowa yep. or whatever. Yeah, he's. I think the team's pumped. I think they're excited. We got a lot of momentum going to that game. Iowa doesn't have as much momentum. Yeah, sixty-three nothing over Illinois, but um, it's Illinois. Uh, we put up fifty plus points. We gave up more points, but like, our defense gained confidence. Our offense is is still going to be just fine. It might be cold, but um, we'll see what the weather brings. Yeah, I haven't looked. I guess to see what it's going to be like in Iowa City. I'm sure it's going to be cold. Yeah, and it's going to change day to day. It's not going to be snowing. Um, but if it is. So be it. Mm-hmm. We'll kick some field goals and win the game. <laughs> Absolutely. Barry Pickering is going to win us the game again. Um, anyways, that's all we got today, guys. Um, I'm looking forward to next week. Looking forward to, um, you know, kind of that Thanksgiving hangover. Um, I don't have to work, so I'll, I'll be home. It's going to be real nice. Days off, baby. That's right. Um, so, very excited. Hope you guys have a good week. Hope you have a great Thanksgiving. If you celebrate Thanksgiving, uh, enjoy all the food. Eat your hearts out and uh, get ready for that Iowa game on Friday. Yes. I'm Matt. I'm Jimmy. We're two average guys. Good win. Go Go be red. red. We'll see you next week.